Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, happy Halloween and welcome to episode 415 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. It is the Halloween episode. But since it is episode 415, that means we're just five weeks away from my quest to get Rob Van Dam to be a part of episode 420 for obvious reasons. Now, whether or not this happens, I don't know. Um, I'm having fun, though, as we count down and build up to this. Episode 420, though, is going to be a fun episode regardless if it's Rob Van Dam or someone else. But uh, I am having fun with the build up and the countdown to this. So... Um, if RVD happens to be listening to this or someone that can reach out to him, let him know. I'm not a crazy psychotic person, even though I sound like it with these videos that I'm doing and the podcasts that I'm producing and and trying to get him on here. But I really, uh, am looking to have some fun uh, for episode 420, just to, to do something a little different and a little outside the box. We're going to have fun today too. Uh, Tyler Heath Hatton, as I mentioned, is my guest and we are going to be talking about some of the uh, Halloween style matches that he has had, of course, just a week ago or so. He was involved in Stride Pro Wrestling's very first casket match. So we're going to talk all about that. Some of the behind the scenes, some of the uh, internal talk and the things that were going on with him and Cash and some others on the Stride roster uh, and how this match may have been different, may have looked different, may have felt different. But uh, I think that Tyler and Cash, Heath and Cash put on an amazing show and uh, we'll talk all about that uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, hopefully, you are able to come out and support Stride Pro Wrestling again coming up this Saturday. We're going to be at the Stride Arena in Carterville, 1130 North Division Street. And bring a toy for the Stride Pro Wrestling and My One Two Three Cents uh, action figure drive. Uh, we've done it now. This will be the fifth year. If you're able to bring a toy that night, great. Um, I don't have dates yet for December, so I'm not sure. Um, so this may be the one and only opportunity to donate at a show. Uh, otherwise, you can bring uh, or you know text me, email me, send me a message on Facebook or by Carrier Pigeon, and we can meet up somewhere here in Southern Illinois, and I'll pick up your toys gladly. Or you can um, have them shipped directly to me. Uh, some folks have done that in the past as well. So whatever your uh, desire is, let me know. And your generosity always, always comes out uh, in very handy here. So last year it was 252 wrestling figures and toys. And this year, uh, again, no goal set, just going to have some fun and collect and do what we can to make a difference in the lives of kids here in the five counties that Toys for Tots serves in our region of Southern Illinois. Also, if you want to support the brand, support the cause, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com slash my one, two, three cents. We sold a few new stride shirts or a few stride shirts uh, over this last uh, sale period for Pro Wrestling Tees. Of course, there's also thighhuggers.com as well as the collar and elbow brand. You can shop on those and use promo code MY123CENTS and you save on every order and you're supporting the brand. So friends, thank you all so very much. Enjoy the rest of your Halloween and stay tuned for my interview with Tyler Heath Hatton as we talk about the casket match and some other Halloween fun that he's had in the ring. If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. 
As promised, everyone, my guest this week, Tyler Heath Hatton of Stride Pro Wrestling and uh, all-around good guy. We're going to talk about some uh, Halloween-themed matches that Tyler has had through the years. But uh, first, Tyler, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Doing wonderful. Um, you know, a day I get to spend talking with Kevin Hunter is <laughs> a glorious day. Yes, of course, of course. Well... Big show coming up uh, this Saturday night. Uh, Stride Pro Wrestling returns to Carterville. And I feel like uh, things have been kind of on a roll lately. I, I really feel like after the show we did, um, gosh, the the Rumble back in September really picked up some momentum. We had a show back at the building in Carterville in October, on October 1st. It was packed. Of course, then we went to Pinckneyville for the big show up there. Uh, it was a great crowd made lots of noise and now uh you know we're gearing up for november 5th how are you feeling overall with stride and the fact that we're about to close the the door on uh 2022 and another great year of uh indie wrestling here i mean all wrestling like i've talked about on this podcast before it, it's it's a it's a fall and a winter uh deal yeah uh, summer it is you know and, and if you listen to uh you know, even like an Eric Bischoff or a Bruce Pritchard, you know, their podcast, they talk about that. Um, and, you know, and that's really just the way it is. And, and so uh, I will say that the Rumble, uh, I was completely blown away at, at, at the crowd yeah. and how that was received. And, and, um, and, you know, I was really, really happy with how that went down and, and, uh, you know, the, the shows that followed and, and so, you know, you know, every time that uh, people or we think Stride's done and out, we we find a way to keep on going and, and find a way to keep, you know, the stories fresh and the stories going. And, and uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just been, it's, you know, it's funny to me when you look back at that first show, uh, Stride, just the people that were there and the people that have left and the new people that have come along and, and, you know, and people that have left and, and not left or people that have gone away for a while and came back, it's, uh, you know, and, you know, it's, and you have the people that come back and they have new, fresh ideas and they're doing, you know, new, fresh things. And, and you have the new guys in, you know, the, the Peyton Ayers and the David Lee Walkers and, and those guys that are, you know, like, um, you know, that that are telling really good stories and you know it's it's and the crowd's getting behind them you know like uh uh like you know like a david lee walker uh you know just um you know the the crowd just doesn't like him mm -hmm. and you know and he has real you know real wrestling heat and it doesn't really matter what he does in the ring it's and, and he's and he's really close with uh with Brian Richards, and, and that's how Brian Richards always was, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, Brian Richards knew how to get a reaction from the crowd, and that's how David Lee Walker is, in my opinion. And, and But, I mean, just with all that, and, and I just feel like the guys that are there now are telling really good stories, and, and, the, and the fans are, are enjoying it. Well, someone who has always had that kind of creative uh, flair about them and went away and then came back and brought that with him, uh, is, is who we're going to talk about today is, is Cash Borden. And I know I've said it here before. I've said it to you before. I really think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, in my, and this is my opinion, I guess, so it's not a fact, but I think that you and Cash have had Stride's greatest rivalry in terms of longevity, in terms of storytelling the matches the quality of the matches just the kind of uh in and out and, I w and when i went back and was making the promo video for the casket match that we're going to talk about here in a minute um just looking back on some of those things i i had kind of forgotten about like you guys were teaming up and as part of the stride cup tournament that was all gonna ultimately set up to you guys uh becoming these bitter enemies and 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 feuding so what do you attribute that chemistry? Because I think I'm not the only one that has that opinion that, that people really, it resonates with our fans. You know, I honestly, I think it is, uh, you know, number one cash is, is, is very popular because he wrestles, um, that, that's that, you know, the death match type mm -hmm. and that's what he was known for. And then, 
so I mean, he, he's very popular and he and he's very well liked, and and then also like he is like it, with the indie fans, we see it with a lot of the group chats that we're in. Uh, you know, uh, fans really, you know, they they seem to like people that they're not supposed to like or that they feel like the main companies don't want them to like, you know, mm-hmm. like whether it's a CM Punk, like people love him because they feel like he's being shamed and held down. You mm-hmm. know, that's why he was so popular at WWE. I mean, all his promos were about being held down. And so people, you know, loved him and, and, and wanted him to get a push because he wasn't supposed to, you know, and, and same thing with like somebody like a, Zack Ryder, you know, when he got his fame. So anyway, with that being said, like wrestling fans are that way. And at Stride, you know, I kind of feel like people felt like I was holding cash down. And everybody kind of knew I was the owner and I was the one running the show. So, you know, that I that I, I was jealous of Cash's fame or, you know, his popularity and that he was a much better wrestler. And, and I just didn't like him because he did death matches and all that stuff. And so... He gets this popularity where, you know, people like, you know, want him to be the main guy and want him to be at the top. But then they're, you know, they feel like I'm the one holding him down. And then you have the fans that just, you know, that that like me and, and cheer for me and, and root for me and 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 love me. And, uh, you know, and there might be some that are few and far between, but there are some that are there still. <laughs> And, and so anyway, I think, um, you know, and then the, the last part of all that is, and this is, I've talked about this over and over and over, and it is the biggest, like why people don't make it in wrestling and why they fail is because they don't do this one thing. Like the whole feud with me and cash was the whole time I was trying to get him over Mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. And everything we did, when we talked and we messaged back and forth, it was, I was trying to get him over. And when we talked, he was trying to get me over. We talked about it before. We argued because when, when we did the, uh, the stride anniversary, uh, death match, um, I wanted him to win. It's his match. It's his thing. But he didn't want to, and he and he was firm, and that I was going to beat him. Like he and uh, and we didn't really have plans to do this again. We had no plan. That was the that was it. Right. And he wanted me to beat him. He he thought that it was better for the story and better for his character that I that I beat him. So, um, you know, and, and that's why it works. And and so many times in, in my career. And, and when I wrestled different people, it, it doesn't matter who it is. You go to a feud with them and everything there, when you're putting a match together, you know, when, when the first thing they say is, I really want to get this, this, and this in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's, and, and, and that, there's nothing wrong with that, but um, I, I tend to have better stuff when the guy's like, you know, okay, I know you like to do this and this, and I like to do this. What if we did this? Where it's about both of us. And um, and so, and Cash and me have, like, anytime we've talked, it is, I'm like, hey, you do this thing, I really like it. Can we do this? Then, you know, just the other night, you want to hit this? Do you want to do that? And it's, you know, and and believe it or not, you know, talking about the, the casket match, like, <laughs> Poor Cash, um, you know, got lost on the way there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so he was late. And so the show started at 6.30. He didn't get there till 6.05. Yeah. And and people... And you guys uh, were the, the first whole, match. Yeah, and we were first match. And um, and the whole time uh, that me and, and everybody kept coming up to me asking referees and different guys mm-hmm. and... You know, and, and, and Jerry, and what are you and Cash going to do? And, and we had nothing planned, <laughs> nothing. We had we we had talked. Um, I had called him and I had said, "You're winning," and uh, you know, and I said, "I don't want you to come there and argue with me. You're winning. This is this is you're going over. I want you to win. I want to put you over." And so, anyway, we 
we had not talked about about a finish. We hadn't talked about anything with the match. Yeah. And uh, and and before we went out, we're going to let you peek behind the curtain, and I know it aggravates some of our our fans, but um, I like we're sitting there, and and you know, and it, you know, Cash is my friend, mm-hmm. so uh, and um, so we're sitting in the back, and and he, he looks at me, and he and you know, this is this is you know, Cash the the guy who's had staples in his head and in his back <laughs> and all this. And he looks at me and he says, man, I'm so nervous. Wow. And it caught, I mean, it, it, it caught me off guard. Yeah. I'm mad at me saying that, but it caught me off guard. And I said, what? And he said, dude, we, we have nothing planned. And then he said something that like, I mean, it, it like I, I told, I told Rachel, cause she was there. Jada was at a softball tournament. She was there. And I called and told my wife and it, and he and he looked at me and I you know and he said it kind of in passing but it, it really stuck with me and he said I don't want to screw this up for you and that was like so that's why me and Cash's stuff works mm-hmm. because you know we don't get paid a whole lot of money and he was coming and doing a casket match and and you know willing to come and put his body through all that and and he did it i mean for me and for stride Mm -hmm. for no other reason and so you know that was you know and and that and i know that's a complete true story so why does it work so well i feel like um you know i feel like that's why why our feud works and why our story works and why it's why it's able to resonate with fans so well walk us through the casket match concept like what what made you guys decide because like you said back at strideversary 21 which was uh, almost two years ago now at this point uh you guys had that hellacious uh death match where uh he brought in a light tube and then rachel countered with another light tube and and that's kind of what sent him away for more than a year um, and then you had a couple of other matches since his return, but, uh, the casket match, was the first time that stride had done this and, and shout out to Jerry travel said and his team for constructing the casket. Um, I'm assuming you've never been in a casket match before. Well, I'd never been in one. <laughs> uh, it was, so to be honest, we started talking about it. And, uh, you know, we did the thing at the Pulaski County Fair yeah. and we had done all that. And then honestly, um, I, like, I, I really didn't know where the story was going. And, um, and I, and I knew that like I had done stuff with Cash and Garrett and, and I really liked the way those two were working together and, Anyway, me and Cash had done some stuff, and he had reached out and said, "Can we do a casket match?" Mm. And I, he had he had said it. I think this would be good. I want to do it around Halloween and all this stuff. And so I said, "Yeah." Well, um, the, the original date that Jerry had gave me, um, I wasn't going to be able to make it, um, and so I can't remember what it was, but I. I you know, I honestly think it may have been October 29th. I mm. think that mm-hmm. may have been the first date. And I, we had, you know, Jada's softball fundraiser. And I knew that I, I might have been able to make it, but I would have been late. So anyway, I had told him, like, hey, I might have you and, and Dexter do the, do the casket match. And, uh, and so he was like, okay, so anyway... Like, you know, he had actually, we had talked and we had messaged back and forth and, and he was like, uh, well, you know, how are we going to end our feud? And so to be honest, like when I had started it, I was going to do them two in a casket match for the title. Mm. And my original plan was to have me hiding in the casket okay, and to come out at the end. I knew I wouldn't be able to wrestle, cost cash, and then we would do something else. So that was, I don't even know if I had even told uh, uh, Dexter that I know I had told cash that. So anyway, that was the original concept behind it. 
Then Jerry moved it to the 22nd. And I had known Dexter had told me he thought he was going to be out of town that weekend. And so anyway, I went back to, okay, I can be there. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be me and cash. And so, um, and then honestly, like, uh, around that time, I was wanting to do something just to make uh, the fans angry, really, uh, just to do something with with me, Cash, and, and Dexter type of thing, and, and, and include Logan in it, and then, you know, if I was going to stay heel, um, I was actually, the, the plan was I was going to go and, and feud off with, with Logan, and I really felt like... I could help Logan by working with me and getting him over. And so, and then Dexter would go with cash. So that was kind of my plan was to, and that's kind of why I was putting Logan with Dexter. And that was the long-term plan for it. But then when, when Dexter couldn't be there and then Peyton really came out of nowhere. Um, and, and that is talk about Peyton a little bit. Like, the, the best thing that I felt like I did for him was putting him with Shane Rich. Um, because, like, if there's anybody who knows how to get over, <laughs> it, it's Shane Rich. And I kind of felt like I, I saw something. Like, I went from seeing Peyton as, you know, just the guy on the roster to the guy when, when he started working with Shane because I felt like Shane really – taught him how to work and taught him how to um, be the guy. And so then with the rumble coming, I was like, you know, Dexter was, was already the champ and I debated, okay, I could have cash go over. But then I was, I knew that, you know, the 22nd and I actually knew the last show cash wasn't going to be there. Um, he had to work. So, I knew if, if, if Cash won the title, it wouldn't be until November when he could cash in from the Rumble. And I felt like that was way too long uh, to do that. So I decided, you know, I really liked what Peyton was doing. I put him over. So the whole concept behind the, the us doing the, the casket match was honestly, it was completely Cash's idea. He wanted to do it. Um, it was going to be me versus him. I couldn't be there. And then I was going to have it be, you know, uh, Dexter. And then Jerry moved the date. And once Jerry uh, told me the date that he had locked in and was going to do, I had to change everything. And, and that goes back to the very beginning, what we were talking about, the the roster and the talent and how talented guys are and how they can adjust on the fly and stuff like that. So that is, that's honestly how the, how the cast of match came to be. Did, you know, and it was a great job. Did you, did you have the plan to have the casket custom built or, you know, were you going to try to get a, an actual casket for it? Uh, I feel like, you know, Jerry and, and, and his guys, uh, did a great job of, of constructing that. And, and really to your guys's credit, that was the first time, you know, you guys get in the ring and that's really the first time you see this thing too. So you don't know really what to expect with that either. Uh, throwing in this extra stipulation, this extra object that is third, third member of this match, so to speak. Uh, and you guys are, are learning about it for the very first time uh, as the fans are. Well, to be honest, like that is, Kudos to uh, to Jerry Travelstead and uh, just how talented like him and uh, Josh Plumley are and everybody at 204 School that, that's associated with it. So Jerry had reached out. He wanted to have some Halloween theme parties. He was going to work with Tony. And so that's why we set up the Rumble and, and, and all that. And But anyway, I reached out to Jerry and we were talking about possible matches and and one of them, I was like, I want to have a pumpkin smashing match. And I have these two guys who I think it would be perfect. And and uh, and so David Lee Walker. And, and then I said, and also I said, Cash had mentioned doing a casket match. And 
And Jerry's like, oh, I love that idea. And I said, yeah, I said, I got to find a casket. And I Cash thought that he knew somebody that had one. We're going to see about getting it down here. Um, and I said, a buddy of mine hit, uh, that I that I went to high school with, uh, or I knew in high school, we didn't go to the same high school. We were friends in high school. We were friends now. His dad owns a funeral parlor oh, uh, a funeral home and and that's what he does and so i actually text him and i said how weird would it be for your dad to get me a casket for like an, i don't know if he has an old one i don't know if they have that type of stuff laying around uh that i could borrow for a casket match um and and so anyway i, I was doing all these things with jerry just happened to call me and he's like i think we can build one and I was like, well, I was like, yeah, I think we can just build one. And I think that would be, you know, the easiest thing to do. And so anyway, um, I was like, okay, well, then Jerry texts me back and was like, hey, I got a guy, we're going to build one. So, that, I mean, that's, <laughs> nice. that's honestly how it came. And so, again, it's like, you know, it's, you know, 204 has has really spoiled uh, Stride and, and the fans with, they built the haunted house and they do, you know, they do all these things yeah. and, you know, and, and Josh Plumley is a, you know, now that I'm an educator and I'm in, in education, uh, and I, and I teach like you see, when you go to these schools and you see the, 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 the students and then react to Jerry and react to Josh, like, you know, like wrestlers don't get it and certain wrestlers don't understand it but like how important that is to have a teacher wrestle that is so popular, like Josh Plumlee and like it's and outside of the wrestling world. It's how good of a teacher he has to be to get those many kids to come and watch him and see him and, and cheer for him and get behind him. And the same thing with Jerry, like principal is not the most popular person. Right. In the school, exactly. Really. I mean, they're just not, they're the disciplinary. They're the ones the parents are mad at because they're the one disciplining their kids and, and to have that many people from a community come and, and watch and, and cheer and yell. And I mean, you got a school teacher, you know, getting beaten to death with a kendo stick. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, it's, it, it speaks to, you know, one, how much they, they love wrestling from a wrestling fan's perspective and how much they love their students. And now that I'm in that realm of things, it's a lot more special. And, and, and those two, you know, like that, that's probably going to be the last time they wrestle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's, and it, and, but, but I'm, I'm always going to be thankful for those two, for what they've done, honestly, for stride. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, uh, Jerry Travelstead and Josh Plumley great uh partners friends uh great relationship with with the whole 204 community so we definitely appreciate that what was it like being put into that casket because obviously you know uh anyone that's watched a casket match in, in wwe uh we know that there are several times where we get maybe the the false finish where someone goes in and the, and i love i love the creativity of the spot where um uh, Cash is in the casket and he's pulling the referee Kevin McCleary into it with him, so you can't close the lid. I I loved that hey, spot. And, and kudos, I want to say something about that. Yeah, that was Kevin McCleary's idea. Was it really? I love it. Yeah, that. And so that was Kevin's idea. So, uh, you know, a lot of times in wrestling, you like referees don't really get respect, mm-hmm. um, and. They, you know, even with fans and stuff and boys in the back, uh, a lot of times they they don't get respect or, or don't get, the, you know, the recognition that they need or deserve. But anyway, I've always been one. I mean, we, we know Brandon Toll and, and mm-hmm. Daniel Spencer. And a lot of those refs are really good friends of mine and I traveled with. And, and they are really most of the time refs are around it and they travel with the workers and they've grown up. So they get the business Mm -hmm. and and Kevin is at practice every single week. He is there and he's around these guys and he's in the back and, and he wants to do everything he can to help out. Yeah. And I like if anybody, and this is how I've always been in wrestling, 
if anybody gives me an idea and I think I can work with it, I'll do it and I'll try it. I've always been that way. Now, there's been times when somebody's gave me bad advice and I've tried it and it has sucked and I've fallen on my face and I've failed. But at least I tried it and I know it didn't work. Anyway, Kevin came up to me with that idea. And I thought it was fantastic. And I told him, like, I'll talk to Cash and see. And, and uh, you know, and, and and I think it would be a, a good idea. And then you said it. And I actually had other people message me and tell me that they loved that spot. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and kudos to Kevin. So that was 100%. You know, that was all Kevin Kevin um, Barry's idea. Yeah, that that was that was really good. Um, and then you know, and and going back and looking at it, you know, and obviously there was a point where I'm running around trying to to get closer to you guys, and Cash had something, and I I did think he had a a box cutter, and I'm like, God, he's gonna cut his hand with that. And then I I looked at it closer and saw that it was it was some kind of metal that he was, uh, you know, trying to get your hand so you would would loosen your grip so he could close the casket, but. Um, you know, when, when you go into that casket, what's it like? Because, uh, I know we actually, it, for future reference, if we ever need another casket, uh, I have a friend who has one. Um, and a couple of Halloweens ago, he had a party and, and my wife actually got into the casket. I was not comfortable enough to do that, but it's just kind of a, I think <laughs> I society like looks at, do what? I can't wait to send you a message. About that. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think that, and that's part of the appeal of the casket match is that fear of death and that what the casket represents, and that's why it's always, in my opinion, WWE has always done such an amazing job with those. With you know, when Undertaker built the casket for Kamala, or when we had you know the Yokozuna giant casket, you know, those caskets represent so much fear that we have, but when you get put inside one of those, you know, and I don't know if you're claustrophobic or not, but I know it's a tight fit too. And you're, you know, breathing heavy cause you're wrestling and sweating and all this stuff as well. What, what is that experience like getting dumped into a casket? So I'm super claustrophobic. Mm. Um, you know, I can't crawl like under a house, you know, like I can't do stuff like that. Like, um, so, um, but like, uh, I don't like being in positions that I don't know I can get out of, or I don't like, you know, it's like heights. I don't like heights. Like, but in a wrestling show, I can climb a ladder and I'm fine. Yeah. But if I was to climb a ladder to go up on top of the house, I would be scared. Or on top yeah. of the, like, you know, if I go up in a lift. Yeah. And it, I, I think it's, I don't like being in situations I can't control. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm under a house and I get stuck, like I can't control that situation. Being in the in the coffin, like if if they were going to lock it, because Jerry made the comment, like I got string so he can tie it shut. I said we're not tying it shut. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't. Like if I don't know that I can't get out at any moment that I want to. Right. Like I I would have freaked out. Yeah. Like I would have started panicking. Um. And so, it, it being in there, like. You know, when you're performing, it's different. And so, like, being, being in there, like, um, it was uh, laying there, like, it was, I knew we had a good match. And I, I was proud of it. And so I just kind of laid there, and then I, I felt the water actually hit the top of it, or the gasoline, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and so, like, I knew it was done and over, and I knew he was entertaining the crowd. And, and I, I, to be honest, I wasn't thinking anything else at that time. Now, if he would have tied it shut or something, I probably would have been panicking. Um, but at one point, like, I'm sitting in there, and I knew he had gone to the back, and nobody was coming to get me. So... At that point, I was like ready to get out, you know. So, right, and uh, that's where I, you know, and I should have talked to you prior to, but because uh, I was like, "How are we ending?" You know, how are we because because it is the first match, and the crowd is you know eagerly anticipating what's what's still to come. You know, how are we getting you from the casket back into the back? So, 
but yeah, what and you get you you know let yourself out and, and whatnot. And what's your overall reaction to everything? I mean, I think the crowd loved it. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of messages about it. Um, a lot of people posted about it, uh, and I, I felt like you know that was probably the first time in a long time that um, I was really um, you know proud of a match I was in. Um, you know, like when I wrestled, uh, um, you know, Riser at uh, a Stridiversary. Uh huh. Like I, I felt like. Um, like I felt like I didn't perform well during that match, and I felt like I didn't, um, like I hadn't been in a ring, and you know I just was in terrible shape. I felt like I was in horrible shape, and and I like I this was the first time that I actually felt comfortable working and wrestling, and and I had been you know, dieting and, and, and doing a lot of cardio and, and working out in the gym. And then, you know, right now I call it PE shape because I play and, and PE with the kids. And so I'm, I'm a lot more active and moving, but I was very happy with it. I was very, uh, you know, there's not too many times when I wrestle and I'm like really happy mm-hmm. with, with the match. Um, here in my in the latter part of my career um this is probably the one match i'm like this extremely extremely proud of and happy i felt like uh everything went smooth i felt like we, you know we had a lot of time and i you know and i felt like uh you know i really held my own in there and i felt like cash was fantastic and i felt like the crowd was really into it and um and you know, and, and I felt like uh, um, we, uh, you know, for an opening match, we really set the tone. But I felt like we didn't take away. You know, it, I, I thought right. the matches were spread out far enough. Yeah. That we didn't take away from what Jerry and, and Tony were going to do. And, yeah. And we didn't use very many weapons to take away from what Plumley and uh, and and Duke Randall were going to do. So I felt like. The match itself went really well, and I'm just—I mean, that's like I said—I'm—I'm. I'm I went back and watched it, and, and I was just as proud of it the second time I see it. Yeah, I—I 100 percent agree. Let's kind of uh, flip uh, to the other side, the other extreme, if you will, and the other Halloween-themed match that I remember you being a part of, and this was three years ago at the Big Muddy Monster Brew Fest, where the main event was the Big Muddy Monster wrestling B Rad. And, of course, we had to get someone to be in that costume. Now, you had wrestled earlier. You wrestled Dexter in the opening match. And this was a different kind of event. I don't think we've ever done anything like it. And we'll probably never do anything like it uh, again, just being in that environment. Uh, you know, there are no kids. This was not a family show. It was, it was uh, you know, 21 and older. In fact, two of the guys that wrestled that day, I had to let the people know at the front gate that they were okay to come in because they weren't 21 yet. Uh, but you're in that costume and it was a warm day, even though it was October. Uh, talk to me about the challenges of wrestling, uh, in a mascot suit, because I'm assuming again, that that was a first for you. It was awful. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I was, uh, drenched in sweat and I couldn't see anything. Uh, the, you know, the, that, the mask kept wanting to come off. So I kind of had to hold it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the worst part was, uh, the feet. Mm. Uh, the, you know the big huge yeah. uh, feet like sure. you couldn't walk or run and uh and and so that was like but it, i remember it was so hot and uh and you i just couldn't see anything and uh and but i but i just remember i was i struggled to walk and uh <laughs> it was um gosh it was one of the just the most miserable matches i think i've ever been in yeah. as far as completely gassed i mean like it was probably 80 degrees out oh yeah easily and inside that suit i mean it was i mean it was it was so hot i mean you couldn't breathe i kept half i remember i kept having to lift the mask up and breathe underneath it to get oxygen yeah uh, out of it and um 
and I like I just the whole time I kept telling myself just don't throw up, don't throw <laughs> up. And then the ref had had way too much to drink, <laughs> and, um, and so he was no help. He was under the, under the weather with alcohol, <sighs> and uh, but I mean, B Rad did a great job, and and two like I had wrestled earlier yeah we wrestled for like 25 minutes yeah and and it was a real long match and and so i was tired from that and and i mean the crowd was fun um they kept circling around you yeah know, we had a gigantic crowd and they were fun and and loud and like you said the 21 and older crowd who'd been drinking all day <laughs> yeah. so it was a it was a different crowd and uh but yeah, just as far as wrestling in that costume, it was it was terrible. I mean, it was just absolutely it was a miserable experience. Yeah, I kind of volunteered you for that because they had asked, "Hey, would somebody be willing to wear the big muddy monster costume?" and and I brought it to you and told you that, and and you ended up you know taking one for the team, so to speak, because I again you know the the you know the talent that we had there that day, obviously. It was a smaller show, and and you want to go and and give the the event its money's worth, and and having everybody in there and, and doing their thing. But uh, like you said, we we ran on a, a skeleton crew, so to speak, and you were the guy. You uh, two matches, probably about forty five minutes total uh, in ring time, and and twenty of that in a, a big heavy. Big muddy monster costume, which is big muddy monster looks like uh, Bigfoot essentially, but. I've worn that costume before too, and it not only is it hot and sweaty and heavy, but it also stinks to high heaven. And so, uh, I I do not uh, envy you at all for for stepping in and taking that one over. Yeah, I mean it was, uh, you know, it's wrestling. And, I mean, it was a super fun day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a fun day, and, and I and I enjoyed it. And, and uh, but as far as you know, there's been there's been lots of times in my wrestling career where I've just taken one for the team and, and done something <laughs> that I, I just uh, didn't really want to do, but you know, you do it cause it's, it's what's asked of you and it's part of the job. Yeah. Any other uh, crazy or outlandish? I mean, I know you've had some other matches, but not, not necessarily with that Halloween theme. I don't know that you've ever done anything in any other companies, but uh, anything else come to mind before we wrap up this week? IWAP when it used to run and also IWAU and Albany, we would always do a uh, a Halloween show up there. Uh-huh. Um, and so we would wear costumes and dress up and um, so that was always fun um, watching you know uh, uh, different guys uh, dress up and and usually like some dress up as like Sting and, and Kevin Nash. Oh, okay. Um, and, and and different things, and uh, I wrestled a Spider Man up there one time. I remember I had a Spider Man costume, and I wrestled a Spider Man, and uh, Daniel Eves wrestled a Superman one time. So that that was always fun. You wore different costumes, and guys just wore generic costumes and dressed up. Um, and so, uh, like I always I always enjoyed that show, doing that with, with all those guys. And, uh, that was fun, but as far as you know, anything else? No, I mean just the Red Daniels and Chris Hargis buried alive match. Yeah. Uh, that you know, and then too, like uh, stuff like that, and like the Rumble. Crazy. I, I look back, and you know, being a teacher and teaching kids, they want to know wrestling stories, and they want to know all the cool stuff that you did, and, and they want to see the you on WWE and, and mm-hmm. they want to see you on OVW or, you know, impact, whatever it is. They want to see you. We see you doing these things. And, and, but like now that I'm older and maybe I don't know what it is, but when I look back and when I want to talk to somebody in the business or somebody who knows somebody like you, I really look back at the stuff that I've been able to write and, mm-hmm. and, and book and the stories that, have came from my mind that other people have done, like the the buried alive match. Just like I just people don't understand, like to me, how phenomenal 
that story was. And maybe it's because I wrote it, or maybe it's because I liked the guys who were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the buried alive, and then the rape character for a year, and then the red angels returned, and the cash in. Like it was just to me, like I mean, really good storytelling, and yeah. uh, you know, and and all sorts of you know stuff. Being able to to book a rumble you know that went pretty smooth yeah you know uh and and all the guys and that was the first time where i ever just what guys are going to do and and when you're going to do it and how you know and and it was uh you know you have 30 guys that you're doing this for i mean it was uh and then i was in it so it was just uh super i was super fun but um you know the the buried alive match to me will always be i think i think the buried alive match tlc match and me and tony floods iron man match um those three matches to me will always be like really what stride is known for Mm -hmm. Uh, when people look back and, and and talk about it so when when we do a my one, two, three cents about the rise and fall of stride. <laughs> um, I think those, those three matches, I feel like will always be talked about. And then, you know, cash and spades, dog collar match. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those, you know, that one in there, those, those four matches. And then, you know, they always talk about Josh as the, as the preacher, you know, and ripping, mm-hmm. ripping that off and how great that was. And, and, uh, and, you know, WCW and like, you know, Hogan, I think when people look back at stride moments that they will, they'll talk about is when Tony flood wrestled as a, uh, Lucha, mm-hmm. um, as a Lucha worker and taking the mask off and getting the match. I mean, like, I think moments like that, um, are, are going to be, uh, what people talk about, which is cool to me that, that I, to me, like I was able to, to write that. And, and, and even though it's on a small scale, it's still a pretty cool feeling. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's impactful to the, the people who are a part of it, but then those that come and, and watch and, you know, talk about it and blog about it or do podcasts about it, you know, it's, it's, it's always a good feeling when, when your work is recognized and, and you get uh, a little, gratitude for it a little compliment or uh you know from time to time and i i'm gonna throw the the your casket match this most recent match uh into that conversation too of the others i 100 percent agree with the others that you mentioned but i do think again it's that chemistry between you and cash that that helps that and uh you both get it and and i think that helps too so if you are and i know some of the stride guys are are listening to this if you are uh you know looking to learn and, and grow and develop as a character, as a personality, follow the advice from, from Tyler and listen to guys like Axe Allwork and Cash Borden and, and Tony Flood backstage. And, and, you know, I, I've heard other companies, you know, uh, AEW in particular, but not, you know, not that I'm trying to pick on them, but, uh, you know, sometimes, the veteran talent isn't always listened to or respected or, or whatever by the younger talent. And I think that's part of, it's not a wrestling thing. I think that's just generational. And I think that's society today that younger folks maybe feel like they have a better handle on things. And and in some cases they do, but when, when someone uh, that has experience that has the respect that the guys i just mentioned do in, in wrestling here in Southern Illinois and, and beyond, Take that advice and, and listen to it and don't be offended by it. Uh, not everything you do is going to be great and, and fabulous, but that's where we all learn to develop and, and grow and, and change. So that's kind of my soapbox moment. Uh, Tyler, anything else you want to say before we wrap up this week? No, I mean, I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm super happy with, with the casket match and I'm, I'm super happy where, where stride is right now and, and the guys in stride and, and you know, the, the accumulation of a few feuds that we have. And, and as we, you know, kind of turn the corner and, you know, and, and I was actually before me and you had even talked, I was, uh, 
sitting there and and I know you know uh, Survivor Series is coming up before too long. And mm-hmm. to me, once Survivor Series hits, it's like there's a you know there's a different feeling in the air because you know it's WrestleMania season. Yeah, and even though it's it's not really until Royal Rumble, but in the wrestling world, you're gearing up for the Royal Rumble and who's going to be in it and there's a, a different feeling and I kind of feel like with stride it's kind of the same it's it's grown in Southern Illinois it's the same feeling of of growing towards uh strideversary yeah and I feel like with our fans every year it just seems like that crowd that we have for strideversary is always huge and there's a different feeling in the air and, and it's the same thing with Wrestlemania and and so I think, you know, now as we gear up, you know, really towards December is when I, as a, as a booker or a writer or whatever, I start planting the seeds of what I view is going to take place at, at Stradiversary. And so, um, you know, that's uh, exciting for me is to be able to, you know, and to tell those stories and and uh you know and i always find a way to perform and, and have a match at stridiversary and and uh you know and and so now i kind of feel like I'm that, that you know that that triple h or that you know that rare you know i'm kind of i'm not the everyday guy i'm the part-timer um but i really enjoy stridiversary because i kind of feel like it's just the crowd is is what's going to happen, who's going to work who, what kind of matches are we going to have. It's just a super exciting time for me. Absolutely. I can't wait. And again, a reminder, this Saturday, November 5th, uh, Stride returns to the Stride Arena in Carterville, 1130 North Division Street. Check out all of our social media channels to stay up to date on when Stride will be hitting the ring again. Uh, We thank you all for listening. Tyler, thanks for being a part of this week's episode. Have a happy Halloween, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 